Welcome back to Making Sense of Money, a podcast dedicated to making sense of complicated financial topics. I'm Nikki Jankola-Shakes. And I'm Jake Hamilton. Last episode, we partnered with the Illinois Department of Insurance and had on Patrice Desir, Deputy Director of Consumer Education and Protection, to talk about auto, home, renters, and life insurance. Make sure you check it out if you missed it. Unfortunately, Andrea cannot be with us today, but we'll be back for our next episode. So we will miss you, Andrea. Today, we continue our partnership with the Department of Insurance with special guest, Laura Pelican. On this episode, we will focus on the extremely top complicated topic of health insurance and the ACA marketplace. ACA stands for the Affordable Care Act. We will also talk about open enrollment, which starts on November 1st. We'll do our best to break it down for you, but we won't be able to cover everything in one episode. So in the future, I'm sure we'll be talking about this topic again, but hopefully at least get you some of the basics today. So let's first, Laura, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Hi, thank you for having me, Nikki and Jake. I'm Laura Pelican, and I'm Executive Director of Get Covered Illinois, which is a part of the Illinois Department of Insurance. All right. And to start us off, very basic to start us off. What does health insurance actually do for people? Well, health insurance provides financial protection in case you or someone in your family has a serious illness or accident. It protects you from both the expected and the unexpected, the medical costs, which can be costly. Um, it also covers many preventive services to keep you healthy. Um, so I think part of the reason why health insurance in the United States can sometimes be so complicated um, is because a lot of people uh, get health insurance as a benefit uh, from their employer. Um, however, not everybody is employed or not everybody might work at a job where they get health, health insurance uh, as, an as a benefit or maybe they're self-employed or something like that. Um, or maybe the employer doesn't offer insurance at all. Um, so if your employer doesn't provide insurance or you know, if, if you don't get health insurance through your employer, what are, op what are the options for people out there? Sure, so if you've lost your health insurance benefits due to job loss or do not receive health insurance benefits through your employer, there are several options for folks um, depending on their situation. Um, most people can enroll in the ACA marketplace, um, a health plan within 60 days of losing their employer-based health coverage. So this situation qualifies as a special enrollment period when somebody loses their job. Um, if your income has decreased significantly, you may also qualify for tax credits, which lowers the cost of your monthly premiums. So it's a way to save money on your, on your uh, monthly insurance premiums. This option may be more affordable than COBRA, so it's important to compare your options. It's important to note that open enrollment period for the ACA marketplace begins November 1st, and continues through January 15, 2022. And during the open enrollment period, people who do not have health insurance can view, can compare, and can enroll in a quality health plan. Other options for some folks may be enrolling in COBRA health coverage if your former employer offers that um, as, a, as a benefit um, from being laid off. Um, if your spouse has coverage, um, you have a limited opportunity, but you might be able to be added to their insurance as another option. Um, and then if your income level is closer to the federal poverty level, you could qualify for Medicaid. Um, and the eligibility requirements for Medicaid are based on your income, your age, um, if you have disability, 
um, if you're pregnant, household size. So it's good to look at your different options that might be available to you. So I'm just gonna jump in real quick here. I know we were just asking um, about you, there were lots of different options that you said, if you lost health benefits due to loss of job, et cetera. What if you work in a job that just doesn't offer health insurance is, and I know we're gonna talk about the marketplace a little bit later, but um, can you kind of, is the marketplace an option for that? Are there yeah. other yeah. So, options? Okay. So people who do not have employer-based health insurance can, can enroll in a marketplace plan. Um, the difference is if you're, um, for instance, um, if you're eligible for Medicaid, that means you make below a certain amount of money that um, if you choose to go on the marketplace, when you could qualify for Medicaid, you would not get subsidies or the discounts on your, on your marketplace plan. Um, if you, you know, you can still get the marketplace plan, but Medicaid um, is an option for people that are below a certain uh, poverty level line, uh, percentage of the poverty line. So when it comes to health insurance, uh, it really feels at times that it has its own unique language. Uh, and we're gonna walk through some of the most popular terms to start off. Um, a few of these we did talk about in our last podcast on auto and home and renter's insurance. Um, but in case the listeners missed that one, uh, we want to review it. So Laura, could you explain what a premium is? Sure. A premium is the amount you pay for health insurance every month. If you have an ACA Marketplace health plan, you can be able to lower the cost of your premium with a tax credit. And you mentioned this premium tax credit. Can you explain what that is? Sure. So premium tax credits are also known as subsidies. You might hear them called one or the other. And they're a form of financial help available on the ACA marketplace to help lower the cost of your coverage. Um, eligibility for premium tax credits is determined by your household income. All right. So now what is the difference between a premium and a deductible? So a deductible is the amount you pay for covered health care services before your health insurance plan starts to pay. Um, sometimes it's easier to explain with an example. Um, if you have a $2,000 deductible, you would pay $2,000 of your health care expenses before your health insurance plan pays for these services or the for, you know, for future services. However, all ACA marketplace plans pay for certain services and preventive benefits before you meet your deductible. So that's something to keep in mind. Yes, actually, I just gave a webinar yesterday talking about what's your job worth and different benefits and health insurance and we talked a lot about how to make sure you understand the cost of what your deductible is not just your premium for that right you really purpose. have to look at the bit yeah you have to look at the big picture not just your monthly premiums because there's so many things you else you need to factor in for sure right and what is a copay so a copay is a fixed amount that you'll pay for a covered healthcare service after you've paid for your deductible. For example, your health insurance plan may require a $20 copay for a doctor's visit. And you've gone in to see a doctor and they'll tell you you have a, you know, a $20 copay. That's what we're referring to. Um, you would need to pay the $20 at the time of your visit. And copays can vary for different services like prescriptions, lab tests, and visits to specialists. So I like I think a lot of people have heard these terms with health insurance before, depending on their coverage or their plan. Um, but Laura, could you explain what in-network means and what out-of-network means? Sure. So all health plans have a network that contracts with doctors, the hospitals, 
pharmacies and other healthcare providers to provide the plan members with services and supplies at a discounted price, which refers to the term in-network providers. So when you're picking a health um, plan, you wanna look to see that the doctors that you want um, are part of that network. So that means in-network. And out-of-network providers do not contract with your health insurance provider, which usually results in higher co-payments and co-insurance. All right, so you just mentioned co-insurance. This was a new new term for me. So can you tell me what co-insurance is? Sure, so co-insurance is a type of cost sharing where you pay a percentage of the total price for a covered healthcare service, like a lab test, and then your insurer pays the rest. The percentage will vary for different healthcare services depending on the healthcare plan you choose. So a co-pay is something you pay at the time of service, Afterwards, when all the billing is done, there'll be a part your insurance company pays for and a part that you pay for. That is the co-insurance. Got it. Gotcha. So a copay is like a fixed dollar amount and a co-insurance is a fixed percentage, right? Correct. Yes. That's a very good way to explain it succinctly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, so moving on to another term, what is a PCP? Well, PCP stands for primary care physician. Um, depending on the health plan you choose, you may be required to choose a primary care physician in your network who will then provide and help coordinate a range of healthcare services for you. So when you have an insurance plan, you just need to make sure whether or not they're requiring you to go through your PCP or primary care physician uh, to get you know, other services and see other um, physicians or um, specialists. Yeah, I feel like this aspect of health insurance is where people get tend to get very nervous because um, they're like, I want to be able to go to my doctor and how do I know my doctor is covered under my insurance? So so just to, to kind of clarify for, for people out there, you need your PCP for health insurance purposes, but in under some plans, you just may need your, your primary care physician to write you a prescription or refer you to somebody else, correct? You just can't. Right, so right. So like for folks who um, have been in an HMO before, HMOs typically all care has to be um, coordinated through your primary care physician. Uh, that'll be different depending on the type of plan you have. Um, and HMO is only one type. So that's just, um, that's a place where you hear PCP or primary care physician used a lot. Yes, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about HMOs in a second. So, um, but another term that is often used is pre-existing condition. So what does that actually mean? So pre-existing condition has to do with, for instance, you want to buy a health insurance plan and um, you are a cancer patient, for instance, an insurance company cannot turn you away because you are, have cancer. So that's what we consider a pre-existing condition. So it's any health condition a person has prior to enrolling in the health coverage. Um, and examples might include asthma, diabetes. I mentioned the, the cancer example um, before the date that your new health coverage starts. So thanks to the Affordable Care Act, health insurance companies can't refuse you, as I mentioned before, for treatment um, or raise your rates for your coverage. Um, and all ACM marketplace plans must cover treatment for pre-existing medical conditions. So that's really important to know uh, and understand. 
And that's new, right, with the ACA, because before, prior to that law being passed, people could be denied. They could say, oh, you had cancer 10 years ago. We're not going to cover you, right? Correct. I mean, that is a huge um, provision that was um, put into uh, effect because of the Affordable Care Act. Um, it's one of the biggest ones. And prior to the Affordable Care Act, um, which celebrated 10 years last year, um, yeah, people could be turned away. People could be turned away if they had a pre-existing condition, which obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have health issues. So that, that was a huge, for sure. And, and that's for all insurance, not just the Affordable Care Act mm -hmm. marketplace plans. That is not true. So all ACA marketplace plans are required um, to, to meet the you know, ACA requirements. So any plan on the marketplace. However, there are plans that are out there um, that um, do not meet all the ACA requirements. So that's something to really pay attention to. There definitely are some off the marketplace that do cover them. Um, there are short-term limited duration plans, which is a mouthful, but those plans, um, which are meant to be sort of like temporary plans in between. If you're, you know, you lose your health insurance during a year and you're trying to get by the rest of the year. Um, some of those plans do not have all the same coverage. And that's something you really need to pay attention to when you're looking for a plan. That's a great point. And speaking of plans, I know we just mentioned, you know, HMOs and that there's uh, different types of health insurance plans. So let's dig into that aspect a little bit. Um, we're not going to be able to address every single type of health insurance plan on this podcast because there's a ton of them, but we'll try to cover the most popular. So Laura, first, can you tell us what a health maintenance organization is, or as you called it earlier, an HMO? Sure, sure. Um, an HMO or health maintenance organization is a type of health insurance plan that usually limits coverage to care from doctors who work for or have a contract with the HMO. So we touched on this a little bit already. HMOs generally won't cover out-of-network care except in an emergency. So that's important to note. Um, with an HMO, you may have lower out-of-pocket costs on other plans because you're tied into that network and those specific um, people who are in that network. You will also need to um, pick a regular primary care physician, as we talked about a few seconds ago, um, which is also known as the PCP, who can refer you to see those other physicians in your network. And another type of plan is a PPO, which stands for Preferred Provider Organization. So what is that? So a PPO is a type of health plan where you pay less if you use providers in your health plans network. So we still have the in-network and out-of-network, just like we did with the HMO, uh, but you can choose your doctors, hospitals, and other healthcare providers outside of the network as well, but it will be more expensive. So you don't necessarily need a referral from your primary care doctor to see people in your network in a PPO like you do in an HMO, but you will pay more if you go out of network. I know you just talked about this a little bit, but, but just to a little black and white as much as we can, what are the main differences between an HMO and a PPO? Well, the main difference between an HMO and PPO is the ability to choose physicians and services outside of your network. If you have a PPO, um, you have the ability to do that. But keep in mind that going out of network, like I said, will be more costly. Uh, if you have an HMO, you need a referral from your primary care physician to see other specialists. Okay, so how do you know which one you're supposed to pick? 
That's kind of a complicated question, but there are several factors I'm you should shocked. consider. <laughs> shocked that it's complicated. Yeah, this is a very individualized type question for people depending on their circumstances. So um, things that people should consider is checking to see, like we talked about, that your doctors and hospital that you want to include are in your plans network. So that's a big one. Um, how often you and anyone else on your plan will need healthcare services. And the more you know you're gonna see a doctor, the more you should like pay attention to the coverage and the benefits that are gonna be um, included on that plan. Um, making sure the plan covers all the benefits you need. So the ACA marketplace plans cover 10 essential benefits. Um, you can go even on getcoveredillinois.gov. You can, you can Google search 10 essential health benefits, you'll see them. Um, you wanna make sure that the benefits you need are covered by the plan you choose. Um, it's also important to compare estimated yearly costs. So not just the monthly premium. We talked about this, like don't just say, oh, I only have to pay, you know, $100 or $200 a month. Um, this other insurance plan is so much more. Well, you really need to look at all the parts of your plan, not just the monthly premiums before you decide. That's a great point. And, you know, it, it seems like, like with other things in life, health insurance is a very individual and personal choice because there's so many factors that go into it, you know, me selecting health insurance um, is going to look different than like my mom or my grandma selecting health insurance because we have different health needs and we have different things that concern us regarding to costs. Like I might be more concerned about like monthly costs, whereas like my grandma might be more concerned about the type of coverage that is, you know, provided in the plan. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, everyone should review their health plans every year during open enrollment even if you like your current plan, because each year new insurance providers come on the market, um, changes are made on rates and coverage. Um, and these are all good reasons to review your health plan each year because it could result in saving money from the previous year. Um, and you may you know, maybe get a better value for your needs. Um, and for those folks who may already have an ACA marketplace plan, if you do nothing, you'll be auto renew renewed into a similar plan if the same plan isn't available. So you really wanna take a look and, and, and know what you're getting for the next year. I just wanna also talk about, you You hit on a lot of things between the difference between an HMO and a PPO. And I just sort of want to also reiterate that if you, I feel like when you start a new job, particularly you're handed this like ridiculous amount of paperwork and you're like, I don't know what any of this means. Particularly, I know at the state, like our health insurance packet alone, it like made my head explode. So I think even when you're comparing, when we were talking about the differences between the HMO and the PPO and those things to look for, I would also you know, advise our listeners that that's what you should, if you're choosing your first ever health insurance plan or you switch jobs, so now you're, you have to redo everything. Those questions besides just choosing between an HMO and a PPO, it is also applicable to once you choose a PPO or an HMO, which individual PPO or HMO plan you choose. Because and correct me if I'm wrong, Laura, but you could choose a PPO and your doctor may still not be there, right? And considered in network, you have to make sure you're checking everything carefully. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's always good. Like some people will check directly with their doctor. Do you accept this plan? It's good to go both directions, like check with the insurance plan and say, is this doctor in your plan? You can check with your provider. 
they're not always completely in sync. So, um, you know, the plans change year to year. So it's good to check on both ends um, in terms of, you know, with the provider, do you accept this plan with the insurance provider? Is this doctor in, in my network? So. And, and just a little personal story um, I, to reiterate, check your plans every year. Um, when my husband and I were trying to get pregnant, we struggled. And that was something that I had not really looked into until we were in there, in the midst of this. Sure. And so, so to figure out what our health insurance covered versus what it did not cover when it came to fertility treatments. Like that was just something that when I had originally selected my healthcare, that was not at all on my mind. Yeah, and Nikki, I would just add that um, for folks, especially those who are doing this for the first time, please know that there is free help out there by trained and certified by the state um, navigators and, and assisters, um, which we can connect people with at get, through getcoveredillinois.gov. There's a free health option. Um, even if you don't decide to get a plan on the ACA marketplace, I mean, these folks are there to kind of walk you through, help you figure out if you qualify for financial help um, and, um, and like help you compare plans. So they're objective. They're not gonna say, this is a plan you should choose. They're just gonna help you based on your needs, figure out what plan might work best for you and your family. So just that's an important tip that I think everyone should follow. Like why pass up free help? Okay, so we've talked about the plans a little bit, and we know there's, you know, some things that are integrated with plans, and just a disclaimer here, we know that these are, like, very complex topics, and we could probably do an entire podcast about just, like, an HMO or just a PPO or, like, any of these individual things, so we're going to try and keep it simple and short, but um, there's also a thing called a flexible spending account or an FSA. Laura, could you talk about what that is? Sure. So a flexible spending account is an arrangement people have with their employer that lets you pay for many of your out-of-pocket medical expenses with tax-free dollars. So it's basically like money coming out of your paycheck pre-tax that is being kind of set aside for you for healthcare needs. So you decide how much to put in an FSA each month before taxes are taken out of your paycheck. And then your employer usually has a limit on how much you can take out each year. Um, you usually have to spend the money on approved healthcare expenses before the end of a plan year, or you lose that money. So that's something to keep in mind. You kind of have to like guesstimate how much you think you'll spend. Yeah, exactly. And along those lines, there's also an HSA or a health savings account. Um, so what is that and how is it different from the, the flexible spending account? A health savings account is a type of savings account that lets you set aside money again on a pre-tax basis to pay for qualified medical expenses. So typically you'll get a list of those when you sign up for an HSA. This is what type, types of expenses you can pay with, um, with your pre-tax dollars and then here's what doesn't count. Um, using the untaxed dollars in an HSA to pay for health-related expenses may help to lower your overall healthcare costs. Um, there's a lot more information about HSAs that is important to understand that we don't have time to explain in detail today, but you can visit healthcare.gov um, www.healthcare.gov and search for health savings account to learn more about how they work and to help pay for healthcare related expenses. And for the HSA and FSA, I would also encourage people to check with your employer because those are, <clears throat> of course, related to your employer and things are different. So I'm sure like your human resources department or whoever handles that for your particular job can also give you some more 
information about those two uh, types of accounts. Um, all right, so health insurance. Does health insurance cover things like dental and vision or are those separate insurance? How does that work? So dental and vision coverage are not essential health benefits for adults and health insurance plans do not have to cover these services um, in most cases, um, they need to be purchased separately. Um, dental plans can be purchased on the ACA marketplace, but it would be a separate uh, plan. Um, but I will say that ACA marketplace plans do cover um, children for dental and vision. So um, not the adults, but there is coverage for, um, for children in your family. So that was gonna be my follow-up to that because you had said adults, they're not considered essential. Um, but for kids, it just depends on your plan. Some cover kids, some do not. All the ACA marketplace plans do okay. cover children for vision and um, dental, but I cannot speak to other plans that are not on the ACA marketplace plan. That's something you'd have to check on a, you know, individual basis, depending on what you're looking at. Yeah. All right. And, and, you know, high prescription drug costs is in the media and the news I, in, all the time. So is medicine covered as part of health insurance or not? Health plans will help pay for the cost of certain prescription drugs. Uh, when you're looking at health plans, you should find out which prescriptions are covered by visiting the insurance company's website. Um, they have a list of prescription drugs that they cover and have, sometimes there's levels of coverage. Um, typically you'll be responsible for a copay when you go to pick up a prescription medicine, if you have, have health insurance. Um, and that expense can vary depending, like I said, on the type of drug. Um, all ACA marketplace plans help cover the cost of certain prescription drugs. So the Affordable Care Act, which we've referenced in numerous times already on this podcast, um, and it's often also called Obamacare, um, made many changes to health insurance when it was passed in 2010. And we've highlighted one of them already with the pre-existing conditions that it ensures coverage for. But Laura, can you highlight what some of the benefits of the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, is, are? Sure. The Affordable Care Act, as you mentioned, also known as ACA and Obamacare, had three primary goals when it was established. Um, to make affordable health insurance available to more people by providing financial help for people who qualify to expand the Medicaid program to cover all adults below a certain income level and to lower the cost of healthcare generally. So as a result of the ACA, millions more Americans have health coverage um, and people with pre-existing conditions can no longer be denied coverage. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, for more information about all those essential health benefits um, that are covered by the ACA marketplace plans, you can visit um, www.getcoveredillinois.gov and just look for essential health benefits and you can see all the essential benefits that are covered by all the plans. And for our listeners, we will definitely in the show notes put um, links to, to all the, everything that Laura is saying so you could check out yourself. <clears throat> so we've mentioned it lots of times. And one of the big things that the Affordable Care Act did was establish this health insurance exchange. Um, what is that <laughs> to start? <laughs> and um, isn't there like you can only buy insurance on the ACA health insurance exchange during certain times of year? 
Um, so can you just kind of demystify this um, exchange that people talk about? Sure, no problem. Um, so the health insurance exchange is another name for the ACA marketplace, also known as Obamacare. So we can see why people would be like, are those different things? Are those all the same thing? Because they do get used interchangeably. Um, and this, the service is available, this service is available in every state. So when the ACA was passed, um, it, all the states in the United States have a marketplace exchange for people who need to buy insurance on their own that can't get it through an employer. Um, it's a service that's available um, and designed to help people compare plans side by side to help them shop for health insurance. So you really don't necessarily see that kind of tool anywhere else, but you can kind of compare the plans and see you know, where they're different. Um, they're also, like I said before, they meet the ACA requirements. So those 10 essential health benefits that I mentioned. Um, it's also a place where people can find out if they qualify for financial help to assist with their cost of premiums. So that's a huge benefit of the health exchange ACA marketplace is you can potentially qualify for financial help to pay for your health insurance. Um, the ACA Marketplace provides assistance, as I mentioned before, with trained and certified assisters who can help answer questions and help with enrollment. So, um, you know, that's a great resource and people should use it. Yes. So I, I just kind of want to dig a little bit into that financial help aspect, because I, I don't think that that part is really understood by many. And I think a lot of people assume <laughs> that you have to be... Um, so far removed from, or so far for the poverty line, but that's more Medicaid, correct? Like what, basically what I'm saying is I think more people probably qualify for some sort of financial help through the ACA marketplace than maybe they're aware of. Is that correct? It definitely is, is correct. And um, I mean, the, the best bet for folks to, to, to understand whether or not they do qualify for financial help is to um, go to Fit Cover Illinois and you can click on, you know, you can look at plans and you can compare plans and you can see if you qualify for financial help before you commit to anything. So it's not like once you start the process, you're, you're in it. You can go in and find out what, what costs are involved. It is the whether or not you qualify for financial help uh, does depend on your household income. That is a huge factor in determining whether or not you qualify. Um, Medicaid is below a certain amount, household income. Um, and then there's percentages, like if you're above um, poverty, uh, the federal poverty level, that you could still qualify for financial assistance. And because of the American Rescue Plan that was passed last year, more people than ever before have qualified for financial assistance. So it's definitely worth going through the exercise to see even if you didn't qualify in past years for financial help, you may be able to do so now. So it's it's worth looking into. And actually that's a really good point because I didn't even honestly think about it, but with everything with COVID and the American Rescue Plan, um, they there's probably, like you said, there's more help out there than maybe people even realize. I mean, there, I feel mm -hmm. like you know, the unemployment insurance, like things like that have often been talked about, but not so much this um, as, as something that you should check out if, if you need some health insurance and maybe need some help with the cost. So that's good to know. Right. Um, and 
you were also asking about um, the time of year. Yeah. Um, so for the, the ACA marketplace, we were talking about open enrollment. Once a year um, in the fall, starting November 1, um, there is a period of time when people can go to the marketplace and enroll in a plan and they do not need a qualifying event. Um, what that means is any other time of the year, um, there are certain qualifying life events like having a baby, getting married, if you got divorced, if you moved. Um, there's a whole list of qualifying events that um, you can also find on, on the internet and on our website um, that will like tell you, and when you have one of those qualifying events, you basically, you lose your job, that's another big one. You have 60 days window to enroll in a plan. Um, however, during open enrollment, which is starting you know, next week on Monday through January 15th of 2022, you do not need a qualifying event. So during that time period, you can go in, select a plan. Um, it would start January of 2022. And so that goes along with what we were saying to like sit down, figure out what your plan needs and knowing that you have this open enrollment period uh, for the health insurance exchange is a great time to do it. And I know for Jake and I also that open enrollment periods isn't necessarily, it's not unique to the ECA um, exchange. Like we also are told through our employer, mm -hmm. our um, health insurance when our open enrollment period is. So I would urge listeners to, to make sure they're paying attention to that because if you do have something that comes up that you're like, oh, I, I need to add this to my insurance or I could drop this to my insurance or, you know, um, my insurance didn't cover the doctor I wanted it to, like open enrollment is when you can do that if you do not have a qualifying life event. Yeah. And I would, I would just say for the listeners as well, um, I can speak a little bit from experience with use with the ACA marketplace. Um, it's been a long time since 2010 when it first came out and people might've heard like it was difficult to use and all these things. But I can say as like somebody who, um, you know, acquired health insurance to the ACA marketplace as recently as 2019, um, it's, it's pretty simple to use these days. And I would just encourage people to, if, if, if you need health insurance uh, or if you are gonna lose it soon or you've got a life event coming up and, and you need to look into it, um, take a look at, at you know, uh, healthinsurance.gov um, or healthcare.gov. So I, I recommend starting at getcoveredillinois.gov. Um, we connect folks in Illinois to the federal marketplace. Um, so start at Get Covered Illinois and then that will connect you to the plans and help you determine if you um, qualify for Medicaid. Um, depending on, on um, how people answer three easy questions on the website, we will help guide them to either the marketplace or Medicaid, depending on, on their, um, their household income. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, that's even want, better. Is it true that there is a mandate from the Affordable Care Act that says you must have health insurance? That used to be the case. So you won't face a tax penalty for going without health insurance, but there are risks to being uninsured. So that's something to keep in mind. Without health insurance coverage, you could face higher medical costs and difficulty paying expensive medical bills. So I'm just going to tell a quick story because people, I feel like, feel like this doesn't happen, but I actually know somebody from high school who was in the process of switching jobs and they decided not to get coverage for in-between jobs and uh -huh. not 
into a horrific car accident and now has hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical expenses because they didn't want to, they were like, oh, I'll be fine for the two months in between or whatever. So it does happen um, and it's tragic. So, uh, you know, going without, yes, nine times out of 10, maybe you won't need it, but if you happen to need it, then that is a lifelong expense that you have. You know what, Nikki, something else that um, just to touch on that too is um, besides the fact that you don't know what could happen, right? Or if you could be diagnosed with something tomorrow when you are healthy today. But I was going to say the, um, the other thing to keep in mind is that the ACM marketplace plans cover preventive care. So yeah, you're paying for health insurance, but there are a bunch of preventive services that are covered before you spend a dime. Um, well, besides your, you know, your monthly health insurance, you're not paying um, co-insurance things for preventive, they're free. Once you've, you know, signed on for uh, your health plan through the ACA marketplace. So for instance, screenings, mammograms, um, going for blood pressure, your annual checkups, those things are covered um, automatically uh, once a year with your health plan. That's the preventive care we're talking about that um, is, is no additional cost. So it's something to keep in mind to keep you healthy, keep you healthier um, and ideally be proactive about your health. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, we've, talk, we've talked about this on the last episode when we were talking about in insurance just more generally, um, but it's, it's something that's important to have because um, from our perspective as the financial education podcast, you know, it, insurance protects you against financial risk. Um, and with health insurance, that is protecting you against worst case scenarios like Nikki talked about where, you know, catastrophic events or, you know, big diagnoses, even if you're healthy today might, you know, cause a massive financial burden on you if, if they happen while you're not insured. Um, and as Laura pointed out, there's a whole lot of other benefits to being insured, especially if you have a plan um, through the healthcare uh, marketplace. But I know everyone is different, um, but can you provide our listeners with some general guidelines about what they should look for when picking out a plan? Sure. So you should start by visiting, you're going to get tired of hearing this, www.getcoveredillinois.gov and click on pre-enrollment checklist. Um, this way you can take a look. Um, we have um, a couple of, of, of content pages there about um, before you enroll and choosing a plan. And these sections are quick guides to help your listeners to get them up to speed and how to choose a health plan and what to look for when you're comparing plans. So even the difference between what an ACA marketplace plan may have and what plans that don't cover all the essential benefits may have. It, it's a great checklist to look at to give you like, you know, better information about the differences. Um, then when you're ready to enroll, you can click on the shop and enroll button. Um, you'll need to answer like those three simple questions I mentioned that have to do with like household income, family size, and then we can help guide you to either the marketplace or to Medicaid, um, depending on those factors. Um, if you're directed to the ACA marketplace, then we'll be able to view and compare different plans side by side, and you can enroll in a qualified health plan. As I mentioned before, the ACA marketplace is also the place to go to see if you qualify for financial help um, using the premium tax credits we talked about earlier. That helps lower your monthly premiums. Um, keep in mind, as always, about the free assistance that's available to help answer your questions. So Laura, in summation, the best place to go if 
the listeners have any more questions about health insurance is www.getcoveredillinois.gov. That's right. So I just want to say thank you so much to Laura for joining us today. It's almost already been an hour because healthcare is a huge topic. And as we said in the beginning, we definitely can't cover everything. Um, But we just wanted to give you guys um, some information and, and I have a feeling that, that we'll be doing follow-ups with Laura and Get Covered Illinois in the future. <laughs> but um, Laura, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your expertise with us. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Laura. Today, for the listeners, if, if today has been just a bit too much to follow as a podcast and you need some additional context, we also have recorded a webinar um, on our partner Get Savvy series, Grow Your Green Stuff called Health Insurance Dissected, which was hosted by our friends Kathy Swiedler and Kamaya Wallace-Bichard from the University of Illinois Extension. Um, And we will also link that in the show notes. Um, But as always, thanks for joining us today and please share this podcast with your friends and family. Uh, Thank you and we'll see you next time.